0: This is Carly, Recovered Alcoholic. Welcome back to North Star Big Book. We are in episode 14 in There is a Solution. If you can open up your book to the middle of the page, we will begin. The almost certain consequences that follow taking even a glass of beer, I underlined, do not crowd into the mind to deter us. And I wrote on the side, singleness of purpose is to get drunk. Singleness of purpose is to get drunk. If these thoughts occur, they are hazy and readily supplanted with the old threadbare idea that this time we shall handle ourselves like other people. There is a complete failure of the kind of defense that keeps one from putting his hand on a hot stove. The alcoholic might say to himself, In the most casual way, it won't burn me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often have some of us begun to drink in this nonchalant way? And after the third or fourth, pounded on the bar and said to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have the thought supplanted by, well, I'll stop with a sixth drink, or what's the use anyhow? And this this was my experience. I was constantly making these announcements and proclamations when I was in college and I was trying to stay sober that I was going to be sober and I wasn't going to do whatever I was doing anymore. And my friends would be over and they were doing what they were doing and they were drinking and partying and they saw me drinking and partying and they would be like, Hey Carly, I thought you weren't going to get drunk tonight. And I, I said, Oh, I totally forgot. Well, I already started. I'll start again tomorrow. Um, I just was not capable of even remembering my own promises. I bracketed the bottom paragraph And on the top of the paragraph, I wrote, fellowship alone, I underlined the word alone, fellowship alone is insufficient. Fellowship alone is insufficient. This is an idea that really makes people in AA uncomfortable if they don't understand what we're saying when we talk to people about this in the book. If the first step tells me that I'm powerless over alcohol because of the physical allergy and the mental obsession and that no human power could relieve me of my alcoholism, that includes people in AA, because they are just human powers. And that means going to meetings alone and just hanging out with the fellowship and just being surrounded by them will not get me recovered. Um, it's not enough. And I, I underline the, next, the like the rest of this paragraph on the bottom of 24. When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, He has probably placed himself beyond human aid. I circle those words beyond human aid to remind myself that's what I am. And unless I underline in red, locked up, may die or go permanently insane. I also underline beyond human aid in red because those are, again, those trigger words that remind me that this is real. We're dealing with life and death. And here's my options. I could either be locked up, die or go permanently insane. I wrote on the side, fellowship is made of humans. We are beyond human aid. Fellowship is made of humans. We are beyond human aid. And I wrote on the bottom of the page in big letters, doomed to an alcoholic death. Doomed to an alcoholic death. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history, but for the grace of God, there would have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. I underlined... So many want to stop, but cannot. I wrote on the top of the page, no one can help me stay sober, doomed to an alcoholic death. No one can help me stay sober, doomed to an alcoholic death. A sponsor can guide me to the steps and share their experience, strength, and hope with the struggles and the process and the program, but they can't help me stay sober. They can help me do my work by guiding me to it, but they can't keep me sober or help me stay sober. They also can't get me drunk unless they specifically tell me to not do the work. And even then, I can go to somebody else. I bracketed the entire page on 25. It's awesome. We're going to read it. I love it. And I basically underlined everything, but I'll go over it. So... I underlined there is a solution. I underlined that word A again to remind myself. And above it, I wrote 12 steps. That's a solution we're specifically talking about. And we're going to outline it in this page. It says almost none of us like the self searching. Above self searching, I wrote fourth. That's from the fourth step. The leveling of our pride, I wrote six through nine. The confession, I wrote fifth of shortcomings, I underline which the process requires, and I circle the word requires, for its successful consummation. So this is really clear here. I often hear people, especially if I give a lead and I'm taking the group through the steps, which is what I do when I lead, and there's always a comment or two that talks about how the steps are suggested and this process is suggested, and those words about suggested are taken out of context in this book, and they're talking about how these are the suggested, that this program is suggested, that this solution is suggested. It says on 59, here are the steps we took, that's the first 100 men and women, which are suggested as a program of recovery. They're not saying the steps are a suggested part of the program of recovery. They're saying we took these steps, and these are suggested as a program of recovery. This is the, the suggested program. I know it sounds like I'm splitting hairs, but it's really, really important because it tells me right here on 25, the process requires that I do the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confessions of shortcomings. I underline, we saw that it really worked in others. Again, that's my responsibility when I become recovered from doing this work and I keep doing 10, 11, and 12, is that I get to behave and live a life that is attractive and effective so other people can see it working with me. I wrote on the side of the page, we change in four through nine. We change in four through nine. So four through nine is the big hallway clearing. And then 10, 11, and 12 is when we keep it clean for the rest of our life, connect, and grow. It says, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life, I underline, as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached, I underlined, by those in whom the problem had been solved. And above that, I wrote, like me, because I'm someone who the problem has been solved as a result of doing this work. I underlined, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. And that kit is the big book, which in the big book are the 12 steps and all the principles and suggestions about how to live. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into, a, I underlined, a fourth dimension. Above fourth dimension, I wrote 10, 11, and 12. So the fourth dimension of existence that is referred to when people talk about a spiritual awakening or a spiritual experience is something that I get after I've done the big hallway clearing, after I've done one through nine, and I'm daily working 10, 11, and 12 as I'm working on my nine-step amends, and I'm daily working on cleaning out my house for my presence, connecting with my higher power, reaching out to others and being still. And while I'm doing those things, I'm gonna have moments in my existence where I'm gonna be taken into another dimension where I am not necessarily just on this plane. So little teeny moments. It's not like you're gonna walk around like this all the time. There are little teeny moments where you see something beautiful that you never saw before in your regular life Or where you realize, oh my goodness, if I wouldn't have gone through that, I would never have been able to go through this. And you have this aha moment where you are not just of this world and you realize the connection of everything. And I underline, of which we had not even dreamed. Because I didn't even know how to dream about that because I was dreaming about dying when I got here. It says, the great fact is just this and nothing less. That we, I circled that word we, that's the first 100 men and women are telling me, this is our experience. We have had, I underlined, deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. Above effective spiritual experiences, I wrote the words psychic change. And that's referring to a change in the way I think. So, for example, when I would be resentful about how my dad was not emotionally available to me, and then my sponsor, when we went over my fourth step, and she asked me this crazy question that had nothing to do with what we were talking about, and she said, tell me what your dad's childhood was like. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm talking about my childhood. And she said, no, I want to know what his childhood was like. And I said, well, he had a horrible house fire when he was eight, and his little sister was killed, and his little brother was in a coma for six months, and his parents were not available to him. Um, The whole family split up and lived in different homes for about six months, and I found out that he was the only person who attended his sister's funeral because his parents were in the hospital and his other brother didn't want to go. And he was never given therapy for that, and it was never talked about, really, other than just moving on. And my sponsor said, Huh, do you think that could shape how he might be or not be to you emotionally as a parent and I was able to see my same dad in a different light it didn't mean that all of my resentments disappeared but it meant that I was able to step back farther from the situation and look at the picture bigger zoom out and see something that I couldn't see when I was zoomed in so closely to just what was happening or not happening to me to me that's a psychic change i could change the way i see a, a situation and then above the word revolutionize which we had underlined i wrote the word changed there's a little asterisk and they're telling me in the bottom fully explained in appendix 2 which we're going to go to after we finish 25 It says, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty, I underline, that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Above Creator, I wrote power. And I wrote on the side, if you want what we have, if you want what we have, there is a solution. If you want what we have, there is a solution. And that's the most beautiful thing I can tell anyone. You don't have to live the way you're living anymore. And I know a solution. I can help you. But you have to do the work. I underline, he he has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. And next to the word ourselves, I wrote powerless. This bottom paragraph was a game changer for me. When it was explained to me by my sponsor and it was broken apart, like we're going to do right now, It really changed everything for me, and I basically can look at any area of my life from the moment I got sober until today and apply this tool. It says, if you are, I underlined, as seriously alcoholic, which, again, we just had reviewed what that means, physical allergy, mental obsession, as we were, I underlined, we believe there is no middle-of-the-road solution. Above, we believe, I wrote, be sober or die. That's our solution. Those are our choices. Be sober or die. The we believe is the first 100 men and women, and the no middle of the road solution. I wrote about that. No half measures. They talk about it and how it works. They mention it a lot of times throughout the book. Basically, what they tell us here is you can't do half of the program or a little of the program and get a little better. The way that it's designed, you either do it all or don't do it at all. But you're not going to get anything if you do just a little bit. I underlined. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible. And if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we have two alternatives. So I underlined all of that. I wrote on the side, Step 1. And I wrote, Alcoholic Death. Step 1, Alcoholic Death. I wrote, Step 2, Spiritual Life. Step 1, Alcoholic Death. Step 2, Spiritual Life. Above where it says, If we have passed into the region from which there is no return... I wrote mental obsession and physical craving. So if we've gotten to a place where we have a mental obsession, where we have a physical craving, where we can't control the amount we put in our body, once we put it in our body, and we can't stay stopped once we, start, once we stop, then we have passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid. We can't control it, and no one can help us. I double underlined we had two alternatives. One of the most beautiful gifts of Alcoholics Anonymous is they wrote it for alcoholics, because they know that we do not like to be told what to do. They always give me two choices throughout the entire book. And here are the two choices that changed my life. I underlined, and I bracketed this to separate it. One was to go on to the bitter end. I underlined bitter end in red, and above this I wrote step one. That's alcoholic death. And this is what the alcoholic death is blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could. So basically step one is knowing that that we are powerless, knowing that no one can help me, and not having a solution. And they said that we could do that. We could stay on that course. We could go to the bitter end. And all of us know what our bitter ends could look like based on where we were when we stopped. And the other, I circled and the other to separate it. And then I I wrote step two, and it says to accept spiritual help. On the bottom, I wrote two choices. So let's go over this again. I've got two choices, step one or step two. I can die in the bar knowing what my truth is, knowing I'm an alcoholic, knowing I have a physical allergy, knowing I have a mental obsession, knowing no one can help me. Step two is my solution. I get to choose between those two. We're going to stop right there, and we're going to flip over. In my book, I have the third edition. It's on 569. We're going to go to Appendix 2. It might be on 567 um, in the fourth edition. Go to the Appendix 2 where it says spiritual experience. This is awesome because they refer to a spiritual experience a lot throughout this book. They're going to define it here. And there's two definitions that we're going to be looking at. It's a spiritual experience. And so next to the word spiritual experience, I wrote or awakening. They refer to spiritual experience or spiritual awakening. And next to awakening, I made like the symbol for change, which is the triangle from math. Which is also in our AA coin symbol that we no longer have, that circle with the triangle. On the top of the page, I wrote spiritual experience. And I wrote as a result of working 12 steps. Spiritual experience as a result of working 12 steps. And I wrote underneath that, fellowship will not bring about the change. Fellowship will not bring about the change. And then I wrote, mental obsession prevents us from staying sober. Mental obsession prevents us from staying sober. So I'm just going to review what I wrote. At the top I wrote, spiritual experience as a result of working 12 steps. Underneath that, I wrote, fellowship will not bring about the change. And then I wrote, mental obsession prevents us from staying sober. And it says, spiritual experience. And I wrote, or awakening with a change symbol. And then I start to read. It says, the terms. I underlined the word terms. And above it, I wrote the number two. Because there's two terms we're referring to. I underlined spiritual experience. And above that, I wrote, quick. And then I underlined spiritual awakening. And I wrote, gradual. So these are the two terms. The book promises me once I do 1 through 11, I'm going to get to door number 12 and I'm going to either have a spiritual experience or a spiritual awakening by the time I get there. They promise one or the other. They do not ever say that it'll never happen to some of you. It says if you do 1 through 11 and you don't stop, you're going to excuse me, you're going to get one or the other. It's either going to be quick like Bill W had or it's going to be gradual, which was my experience, where it happened so slowly, I was not aware of the change until someone else pointed it out to me. It says, are used many times in this book, which upon careful reading shows, I underlined, the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism. I put a star next to that. I double underlined the word change. And next to the word sufficient, I wrote enough. You're going to hear them talk about change over and over and over on the next two pages. And we're going to... Identify that because that's what it means to have a spiritual experience or to have a spiritual awakening or a psychic change basically means I am different. They talk about it later on in the book that his roots grasped a new soil, that he stood on a different foundation, that his eyes there was something about his eyes. There will be people that we haven't seen for a long time that will not recognize us if I'm doing my job spiritually. When I lead a meeting two years from now, you should not—you should be able to see a change in me. There should be something different. I should be constantly growing and changing. It says, has manifested itself among us in many different forms. So they're saying there's not just one cookie cutter way to change. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that these, I underline the words personality changes, because again, that's what it is. Or religious experiences must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. I underlined the word upheaval and above it I wrote to change. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In the first few chapters, a number of I underlined sudden revolutionary changes. Above that I wrote spiritual experience. So a sudden change is a spiritual experience. It's quick. And above changes, I wrote to change. Revolutionary means to change. Though it was not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must, I underline the word must, acquire an I underline immediate and overwhelming God consciousness. Above the words immediate and overwhelming, I wrote to change. Overwhelming is to change. Followed at once by a vast, I underline the word change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such I underline the word transformations, and above that I wrote, to change. Though frequent, are by no means the rule. So they're saying it doesn't have to be quick. Most of our experiences, that's the first one men and women, are what the psychologist William James calls, I underline, the educational variety, and I continue to underline, because they develop slowly over a period of time. I wrote on the side, change gradually change gradually as you learn and apply the steps. Change gradually as you learn and apply the steps. Mine has always been that way. I have had a handful of spiritual experiences about certain topics or issues that I was struggling with throughout my sobriety, but those are like special once-in-a-while occurrences most of the time it is consistency and diligent effort. One of the things I heard when I was listening to something that was a motivational speaker that while I was running talked about that the way to become a champion and to become successful is to become a master of consistency. And in order for me to change, I have to be consistent with whatever I'm trying to change. And that means that I need to show up when I say I'm going to show up. I need to if my plan is I want to get healthy, then every morning when my alarm goes off, I don't hit snooze. I get up and I do my work. And that's how we change in little tiny baby steps. It says quite often friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference long before he is himself. So that's what happened is my sponsor or the people I was hanging out with would remark when I didn't react a certain way that I would normally react. And they would be like, whoa, you're getting better. And I would have no idea what they were talking about. He finally realizes that, I underline, he has undergone a profound alteration in his reaction to life. Above profound alteration, I wrote the word change, and above reaction to life, I wrote change. So I'm changing how I'm reacting. That such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place, I underline, in a few months, which is about 60 to 90 days, could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. So they're saying, if I do this work, these steps, for about 60 to 90 days, I'm going to notice a change. So try it. Consistently try Instead of going to 90 meetings in 90 days, go to meetings, have a sponsor, but do the work for every single day for 60 to 90 days. I dare you not to change. Follow the directions out of the book and do the steps the way that they're laid out and get through them so we can change and it will happen. It says, with few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected, I underline on the, on the top of 570, inner resource. Above the, above the top of the page, I wrote the word change, and I wrote the keyword. And that inner resource is what they talked about. It's deep down within us, and we're going to talk about that when we get to We Agnostics. So the change happens from within, and it happens by unblocking myself from all my garbage while doing 4 through 9, and then keeping it unblocked in 10, 11, and 12, which they presently identify with their own conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think, I underlined, this awareness of a power greater than ourselves is the essence of spiritual experience. Above that, I wrote the words fourth dimension. And then it says, our more religious members call it, I underlined, God consciousness. And next to that, I wrote voice within. God Consciousness, and I wrote Voice Within. Most emphatically, we wish to say that I circle the word any. Any alcoholic, I underlined capable of honestly facing his problems in the light of our experience, can recover, I continue to underline, provided he does not close his mind to all spiritual concepts. I want to go through this. I circle the word any to remind myself that anyone is capable of doing this. And then above, honestly facing his problems, I wrote Through the Twelve Steps. So I honestly can face my problems through the 12 steps, through the tools and the, and the actions of the 12 steps. And then it says, provided he does not close his mind, I underlined the word provided and above that I wrote contingent. So if I don't close my mind to all spiritual concepts, I like double under that word all, then I can be open to what could come to me. And next the word concepts, I wrote 12 steps. So I need to be open to all of them. So do not prejudge something I've never done, which basically anyone I've ever sat with, especially someone who has come in and out, cannot look me in the eyes and say, I've done everything that the book says from the blank page until 164 with the guidance of a sponsor who never stopped working with me. And I never stopped working with them. I never stopped doing the work and I can't stay sober. It's never happened to me in all the time I've been sober. The problem is, is we stopped doing the work. Four of the people I worked with that were my sponsors ended up drinking or using after 10 plus years of sobriety. And they knew the solution. They lived the solution. They worked the solution. But at some point, they stopped doing it. And the key is, again, consistency. It says, he can only be defeated by, I underlined, an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial. I wrote on the side, this attitude can defeat me. This attitude can defeat me. So, If I have an attitude of intolerance or denial, I can become defeated. But if I'm open to all spiritual concepts, the steps, then I won't be. We find, that's the first 100 men and women, that no one need have difficulty with the spirituality of the program. And then it says, willingness, honesty, and open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery. But these are indispensable, like air and food. Then I circle and highlight and underline this this awesome, awesome quote by Herbert Spencer, which is one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite ideas. It says, there is a principle which is a bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments, and which cannot fail to keep a man in everlasting ignorance. And next that I wrote, Into the Grave. That principle, I double underlined, is contempt prior to investigation. Don't say it doesn't work. Until you've done it. You cannot say this doesn't work. I've never met anybody who says that this doesn't work. They can say AA doesn't work for me, and then I clear it with them and I say, Did you work AA? Well, I went to meetings and I got a sponsor and I had a home group and I did cookies and I went to like 10 meetings a week and I couldn't say sober. That's not AA. That's the fellowship. That's not AA. That's important and it's awesome. It's not sufficient. I wrote on the bottom of the page, if you work the steps, if you work the steps, you are guaranteed, and I underlined the word guaranteed that I wrote. If you work the steps, you are guaranteed to have one or the other. To have one or the other. And then I wrote spiritual experience or spiritual awakening. It's a given. If you work the steps, you are guaranteed to have one or the other spiritual experience or spiritual awakening. We're going to go back to 25 at the way, way, way bottom. And it says, after they gave us those two choices, it says the word this, and I go to 26. This we did because we honestly wanted to and we're willing to make the effort. I only get to the place where I'm willing to make a choice between step one and step two when I'm miserable and I'm in pain. So, for example... If I'm going through a breakup and it's emotionally painful and I cannot fathom how I'm ever going to do this and how I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life, I have two options. I can go on to the bitter end with that, feel bad for myself, go super deep down inward, depressed, dark, isolate, and go on to the bitter end with that and produce my own misery. Or I can accept spiritual help. For me, accepting spiritual help looks different depending on the situation. But in that situation, it would be meditation, prayer, trusting God, helping out new girls, showing up, being of service, walking my way through the muck. On the top of the page 26, I wrote, we get to make the final decision. We get to make the final decision. It says, a certain American businessman, above a certain American businessman, I wrote the words, Roland Hazard. That's from our history. Had good ability, good sense, had ability, good sense, and high character. For years he had floundered from one sanitarium to another. I wrote on the side, spent one year with Dr. Carl Jung. Spent one year with Dr. Carl Jung. He had consulted the best known American psychiatrist, then he had gone to Europe, placing himself in the care of a celebrated physician, the psychiatrist Dr. Young, who prescribed for him. Though experience had made him skeptical, he finished his treatment with unusual confidence. His physical and mental condition were unusually good. And above all, he believed, I underlined, he believed, that's in our mind. And I underlined, he had acquired such a profound knowledge of the inner workings of his mind and its hidden springs that relapse was unthinkable. And I wrote on the side, self-knowledge is not our solution. Self-knowledge is not our solution. It's also not our problem. My problem isn't that I don't know. My problem isn't that I don't understand. My problem is that I don't apply. Nevertheless, he was drunk in a short time. More baffling still, he could give himself no satisfactory explanation for his fall. I wrote on the side, Mental obsession stronger than self-knowledge. Mental obsession stronger than self-knowledge. We're going to stop right there and we will return next week. Thank you so much. Remember, you have a choice. Have a wonderful week. It's all up to you.